0: Hi, and welcome to Beyond Vows and Veils, the luxury wedding experience. I'm your host, Brittany Ellis. Our goal is to bring together engaged couples and vendor pros into one harmonious symphony where we can craft dreams and weave traditions together in luxury. So whether you're preparing to walk down the aisle or you're a passionate Pro seeking inspiration, Beyond Bows and Veils is really going to be something for everyone in our industry. So subscribe now and thank you for listening to Beyond Bows and Veils, the luxury wedding experience. Now let's get inspired. Hello, Beyond Bows and Veils listeners. Today's episode, we are focused on supporting you to structure Your format uh, for your guest list so properly and hopefully with some ease. Our office personally loves Appy Couple. Um, Not that we don't love other website platforms, we just find that one to be a little bit more straightforward. So this episode will be supportive for anyone that's in the stages of creating your guest list, Um, in the process of developing that and also considering using an online platform, whether that be for sending out save the dates, invitations, e-blasts to guests, or even just collecting RSVPs. And so we'll talk about the importance of developing a wedding website, especially for our lovely cultural events. Um, that are multi-day, and plus we'll also discuss the importance of staying in touch with your guests once the wedding weekend is officially here. So stay tuned, and we're going to kind of go through all these details together. So um, one of the things that I wanted to start this podcast off with was just saying we are in the midst of wedding season. It is officially peak season here in Florida. We are in February. It is beautiful weather outside. Pertip- per- precipitation rates are down. So. Um, us being able to have outdoor occasions is up. And so we always love that. And so it's a very popular time of year for all of us. And it's also a popular time of year for new couples that are starting their process of, you know, selecting their venues. And we always say, you know, to start your guest list and the formatting of your guest list during this time. So, I want to talk a little bit about the different platforms that you can use that I always find to be super supportive. So, you know, about five years ago or so, um, our lovely couples were still doing snail mail or the RSDPs being sent to either your wedding planner, our office, or to the family. And you know, we love sending things snail mail, but with the way that things are going now, we need information a little bit quicker and we need to know an understanding of how many people are attending our occasion sooner. So websites are really a great platform for that. So I'm gonna be referring to Happy Couple a lot just because we really like to use that platform. But there are definitely other ones out there like The Knot and Zola, just to name a few. So whatever platform that you do land on, that's totally fine. Just make sure that you're clear on the functionality of that platform before you ultimately decide to go with it. So what I mean by functionality is can you set some of your events to private because not all of your guests will be invited to the same occasion. And also, are you able to group certain families together? Are you able to add what we call widgets? So widgets are where I'm asking specific questions such as, are you gonna require transportation from the airport? So a lot of times if we do destination weddings, it's important that we ask those types of questions. We may also ask things such as, you know, if we're doing a plated dinner, you know, what their meal preferences are when it comes time for those. So wedding websites really give you a lot more of a interactive experience with your guests to make sure that when they're traveling and they arrive on site, they feel a little bit more comfortable that you've taken all of those things into consideration. So once you've chosen your actual platform, let's talk about clearly outlining your guest list. So Excel is a lovely tool for this. Um, I highly do not recommend that you use like notes on your MacBook or your phone. Um, certainly not Microsoft Word. You need to be able to sort your guests, both in alpha order at a later time when you start developing your seating chart. So creating one platform that can be multifunctional for you throughout the course of the wedding planning journey I think is really important. So let's just say that you're working on your list with your family. Um, maybe groom side's working on their list with his family. Ultimately, you are going to have to combine lists and put them on the same platform because we're putting them all to the same website, right? So, a couple things there is usually I like to make sure that column one is the groupings. So, for example, your household. So, if myself, my son Tim are invited to an occasion um, then column one would just list both our first and last names clearly indicating that we are in fact in the same household together Um, the next column is usually first names second column is last names and then third column can be um, you know anything to the extent of like phone numbers if you want to do that emails and then physical mailing addresses, of course, separate into other columns if you are going to be planning to send like physical invitations as opposed to everything being digital. So one thing I want to really point out is I know that it is a tedious task to collect everybody's email addresses, but you are working with technology and technology only works um, with the amount of information that you give it. Right. So back to the private functions, if your events need to be set to private. There is no way of getting out of at least having one email per household simply because the system, when it asks for that information, like your wedding website code, if you have one to get access to your website so it's not public to the world, um, the next thing it's literally going to ask you is what is your first and last name, and if you have guests, that have similar or exact first and last names, which we've run into those scenarios, the only secondary backup method that the website would have to then be able to figure out who that person is would be their email address. And so when they type in their email address, the the whole group or household should pull up so they, that one singular guest can RSCP for everybody within their group. And I feel like that makes things a lot easier for everybody um, as opposed to you know, everyone having to log in individually to do that. Back to collecting on the spreadsheet, cell phone numbers. That's completely optional. I personally had a couple that used a platform called Text My Guest, and they uploaded everybody's cell phone numbers to that platform. And so throughout the course of the weekend, we were able to like pre- schedule text messages to their group. I find this personally to be super, super helpful if you are hosting events at multi-location, meaning we are going to have to actually load guests onto a shuttle and get them to the function. Um, I think it really helps to give friendly reminders like, hey, the shuttle's here and we're loading in, or you know, hey, we actually had to move the ceremony inside due to inclement weather, here's the new location. I think it just helps to kind of keep people more informed on sort of what's going on throughout the weekend and then what to expect. So just a couple things to think about when you are outlining your actual, you know, Excel spreadsheet with all of your guests. So now we're going to talk about a little bit about the upload. So the upload is a critical stage, y'all, because if you don't upload your guests properly, it will cause frustration and confusion for everybody later on. So I'm again referencing Appy Couple. Some platforms are a little bit different in how they go about this, but let's just kind of reference that. So if you go to Appy Couple and you go to the guest list, you should be able to upload Um, Once you reformat, I think it's a CVS file, Um, once you reformat your Excel spreadsheet, you upload it and it should properly upload everybody if you've separated the columns correctly. Again, I recommend whatever wedding platform you decide to go with, download one of their um, example templates so when you go to upload, it's just seamless and super easy for you. So once everyone's uploaded, keep in mind your column one was your identifications for your household. That won't happen on Appy Couple. Everybody gets uploaded as a single individual. Once you have uploaded everyone as a single individual, you can go back and refer to your Excel spreadsheet or your wedding planner can to clearly see who your groups are and what individuals out of those groups are invited to which events. So then you get the tedious task of essentially pairing every single guest together. So again, Tim and I are in the same household. Tim and I would then be paired together and let's say that I'm invited to certain functions for the bride side, but my plus one isn't, then we could clearly toggle and indicate which events they're invited to and which events they're not. So again, I think it just makes things a lot easier for everybody. I know it's not a super fun wedding planning task, but once it's done, it's done and then your RSVP transition should really go really smoothly. And you're gonna be able to log in live and kind of just see where you stand with your RSVPs. This is also a great option for my lovely guests out there or couples out there that have a large amount of people that they're trying to invite, but they need to stay within a certain max guest count. So this is a great system for tiering. So tiering um, essentially is where you're sending a batch of invitations to a select group asking for an early RSVP response, and then as you receive those no's, you can then implement from your secondary tier group more people on that spreadsheet. So that way you're able to invite just as many people as possible, but still kind of keeping within the certain cap. Because keep in mind, if you've listened to some of our other episodes, you're going to probably experience anywhere between a 15 to 20 percent drop in the amount of people that you actually invite to the people that will actually be able to attend your occasion. So you don't want to overextend yourself by inviting too many people, especially if your venue can't number one house that, or we want to be mindful of budgetary reasons. So couple other things that I want to mention as far as the guest list. So now you've got it organized, you have it on the wedding platform. Maybe you even went so far as to do the text my guest feature, which is fantastic. And you've now collected all of your RCPs and now it's time for you to put together your seating chart. So with the seating chart, I think it's really important to be able to use this same sort of Excel file. One thing that's really cool about Couples, so let's say you're hosting, I don't know, five events over across two to three days, you can download each one of those events and it will only obviously populate your yeses because you don't need to track your nos at that point. And so if you are just needing to turn in counts to a property, Um, which is usually two weeks out, you can then go through and indicate like who's an adult, who's a kid, because they might be priced differently depending on the property you're at. And then when it comes to the reception, if you are doing a formal seating chart, it will really support the fact that it's already in an Excel spreadsheet, um, because you'll be able to hopefully easily be able to navigate where you're going to sit those individuals and what have you. So again, I'm a big... I'm a big advocate for Excel in terms of putting your guest list together. Obviously, when you download those sheets, you know, formatting your seating chart is the other secondary tedious task as part of this. So I think that part of it is really, really critical and important to use a platform that you already have organized and what have you. So back to the widgets we spoke about, when you download your Excel, it also should pick up all of the responses. So if you, again, had a plated meal and you were requesting, do you want, I don't know, the vegetarian option or do you want the fish option? It will populate that per individual. So it will be super helpful when you're turning in your accounts to your property. You can be super transparent on, you know, here's how many fish, here's how many vegetarian, here's how many allergies. And then when you put your seating chart together, you can even go so far as to say table 10 has five fish and five vegetarian or whatever it is and that's really helpful just to make sure that your service staff is really prepared when the actual event date comes and they're able to service your event to the best quality because obviously that's what we're all aiming for is to give you a really great um service level and what have you when it comes to your on-site and outside of that i'm just trying to think of any other interactive features i think just in terms of the guest list I again I can't harp on it enough. I think it's really important to just make sure that it's organized with your families correctly from the start and you know just make sure that you can kind of you know get those lists combined as opposed to having to like upload them one time and then pause efforts and then upload the other side of the family. Again, ideally you want to upload all of the guests at one time. As far as the wedding website, one thing I would like to mention that I think is really important is your wedding website is a huge tool for you to help navigate and lessen any questions that might come up by your guests. So, for example, you might be doing, you know, again, multiple events over multiple days. And so, what's supportive here is that you want to give indication on how to get to the area, things to do in the area, and Like, essentially, like, what what is the closest international airport for people to fly into? Are you providing transportation or is that something that they need to find on their own? Is there a room block that you've provided at the property um, maybe even going into so far, I love when people give attire notes on each of their events. So when you're outlining, if it's like the Brides Mendy party or the Pete event, you know, what is the dress code? It might be a color. It could be elevated casual. It could be obviously cocktail attire, whatever that is. It's important that you just kind of outline that. And also for our destination weddings, if you're doing something outside or on the beach, take women into consideration. Sometimes it's nice for them to know if they're going to be in the sand to plan proper footwear so they're not like trying to wear heels. If your wedding ceremony is obviously in the sand, that would be not super fun and a little uncomfortable. So just like little things like that, I think really go a long way and help people to be prepared. I know when we do destination weddings and we partner with professionals for transportation or for room block situations, they then send out a mass email to each one of the guests to kind of indicate, here's the things you're gonna need, things to think about, how you're gonna find your person after the airport for transportation. And so I think those things are really supportive. And lastly, if you are getting into like gift registries, I know that a lot of families that we work with you know, are planning destination weddings. So it's difficult to request, obviously, any type of boxed gift or a a large packaged item because it becomes cumbersome for them to take home. You certainly can do a wedding registry where things are shipped, obviously, directly to the couple um, indicating who that was from. But that's really completely up to you if that's something that you want to incorporate. But that's a great place to put it is on your wedding website. And lastly, um, I always like to just, if you want to, or if your wedding planner permits, or depending on where your family is, to just kind of have like a, an overall, not emergency contact, but what, for lack of a better way of calling it, somebody that the guests can reach out to if they have any issues RSVPing, um, if they had a last minute cancellation and they want to be able to call in to do that, or they were having issues with the room block link. I mean, ultimately we want to create a guest experience from the pre-planning process before they even get there that seamless. And so again, this episode really was just kind of some more basic information, but I really hope that it helped to just structure how to prevent maybe some like errors or glitches in the future and also just to help better give your guests a really great experience from all the way from RSVPing to showing up on site to knowing that you've been um, thinking of them throughout the process. So thank you so much again for tuning in. I mean honestly this is such a fun passion project for me and I'm so grateful to see the growth and and where it's gone and I'm so um, grateful for all of you that listen and tune in every single week to get some information on how to better support you in making educated and informed decisions with your wedding planning process. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day.